Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Guys, we have some, like, really crazy news. It's exciting. It's really crazy. It's crazy. Are you ready? We're in the same room. We're in the same room. I'm looking at Danielle in the face. It's so weird, actually, like, looking at you. I, like, have, like, a weird tingle going yeah. on right now. <laughs> it's not the edible. It's not the edible, Aiden. It's definitely not. <laughs> no, no. This is our first time recording since... Not recording, but recording together, like, in the same room since March 2020. That's literally almost two years. Yeah, we... So we recorded, and then, like... The next week was COVID, and we missed... The next week was COVID. Like, it was, like, a historical event. <laughs> um, and then we skipped the one episode, because we are like, fuck, how do we record if we're not in the same room? Mm-hmm. And, like... So we made it work for a very long time, and now we're here. It's nuts. It's, it's really so weird. weird I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I feel weird, because, like, I usually just watch you in, like, the little corner. Right? <laughs> off to the side. And then I can, like, also, like, stare into space, like, I'm not looking at you in the yeah. eye. And now I'm looking at you in the eye, and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> this is intense. Yeah. This is a lot, guys. So, no, it feels good, though. It feels... I don't know. I'm excited. And we also bought gingerbread houses and everything, so we're just having a fun time. Holly's being festive, and I think... Listen. She just did it to see the baby. <laughs> I did. It. I did. Also, just to cheer Jan- Danielle up, because... Danielle. 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 Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but momming is hard. So I was like, do you know what? Danielle wants to do something festive. Yeah. She deserves it. Thanks. I'll eat an edible and build a gingerbread house. It's fine. <laughs> And then, because you had your Taylor Swift day yesterday. I did. I annoyed the shit out of everybody I know. Yeah. And I, Carl was nice enough to let me listen to it in the car. Yeah. He complained the whole time, but he didn't turn it off. So. Yeah. It was a good day. I had a great day. Me and Carl. I cried a lot. We're, we're, we're suing Taylor Swift. Me and Carl. <laughs> it's going to happen. Emotional distress. Yeah. That Holly caused us. <laughs> it's It was amazing. If you're a Swifty, you know. You just get it. It's it like, it's such an iconic album. And it came out right around the time that. Mm-hmm. I stopped seeing that person that I was seeing. What person? That person so doesn't exactly. exist. Exactly. So it was like Taylor just got me in that moment. So it's like, excuse my dog, like slamming her butt <laughs> on the ground. It's just like, it's memories you don't, you want to forget, but then it's like the music you don't want to forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was weird listening to it as an adult now, because like, she has a couple like happy songs on it, and I was like, oh, right, that's what that feels like. Oh. <laughs> See, I only like her, like, I love Taylor Swift. But I hate her fucking music. I like her folklore album though. That yeah. was a really good album. But that's like very much your style. Yeah, like your like your little hippie flower child. Yeah, show so, me in the woods and yeah. Me I knew you'd like woods. those albums that came out. Um, I I like Taylor Swift. I actually saw a tweet the other day that was like, I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something like. Uh, when you used to have to hide being a Swifty because people made fun of you. At and, Holly. like, literally, I've been a Taylor Swift fan since her first album. Like, I really yeah. liked uh, Tim McGraw, the song Tim McGraw. But I was, like, a hardcore emo kid when it came out. So I was like, Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Name. <laughs> I only listen to my chemical romance. Secretly <laughs> goes home and plays Taylor Yeah, Swift literally, that was me. And then I met uh, I met some friends who liked Taylor Swift. And then it just kind of, like, I just became annoying and obnoxious. And now I openly cry on social media. It's great. It's been a good progression for me. I was like, you're embracing it. (laughs) Therapy is good, you guys. But so is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is way better than therapy. Cheaper, too. I was going to say it's free therapy. (laughs) But yeah, it's been been a good week. I've actually had a weirdly good week. I have nothing to complain about. Uh, no. I don't have anything to complain. Oh my god, guys. My neighbor. (laughs) Wait, there is something. Yeah, there is something. So the guy that was, like, partying in my backyard for some stupid reason... He plays his music so loud during the day, but you don't hear it outside. You just hear it inside, so it's like a bass or something yeah. like up against our wall. And he's like two doors down. And you can still hear and it. And it's vibrating our wall. I just feel like, is music even enjoyable at that level? No. I, uh, 
when DMX died, <laughs> I put on uh, DMX the whole way home from work, and I like I didn't know how loud my radio goes. It goes to forty. And I was like, I'm going to blast it all the way for DMX. And I did it. I was like, ew, I hate this. Like, like I'm I the person shaking. that I hate. Like, <laughs> and, like, especially with driving, like, you can't hear anything around you. Yeah. Like, what if, like, a police officer is trying to pull your dumb ass over? Because <laughs> your music's so oh, fucking cool. loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cool. It's not enjoyable. I just feel like, also, the music is not like good at that level yeah. all you hear is the bass going right. like. and it's not it's like either like techno music or it's just the bass is so hard and he's actually just listening to country music and <laughs> either way i want to shoot myself but that's like that's pretty good when the worst part of your week was just someone listening to music too loud yeah so we're having a good week we'll take it i'll take it and we're recording together which is like the cherry on top right it's I'm, so fucking weird staring at you across the table. I know. I'm I'm having a hard time focusing a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, she's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. I haven't showered. I know I smell like baby vomit. It's fine. Uh, I don't even have a baby, and I don't remember the last time I washed my hair, so it's fine. Oh, I, I thought you were going to be like, I don't even have a baby, and I smell like baby vomit. I, You know what? I probably do, too. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you do now. You did spit Back up on you. not washing my hair. <laughs> um, should we just get... It's not really... It's, it's, it's spooky-ish. Let's get spooky-ish. It's spooky-ish. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Otzi, or Otzi, the Iceman, and he's possibly cursed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that you went kind of, not Christmas, but like we're getting there. Yeah, Ice it's Man. like Frozen. Like, yeah. yeah. This is actually about Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never looking at Olaf the same again. <laughs> Guys. Um, so, I think, like, that's what I want in my afterlife, is that... I want someone to find my body, and, like, whoever does, I curse their family for the next, like, thousand years. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have more goals as, like, a ghost you do. in afterlife than I do yeah. in my real life. I feel like you have a lot of, like, you have who you want to haunt, where you want to haunt them, how you want to haunt yeah. them. You've planned this out way too well. Yeah. <laughs> and my life, like, right now is just, like, I'm just trying to make it till tomorrow. <laughs> like, that's it. At least so, in the afterlife, it's limitless, right? Exactly. <laughs> I could do whatever the fuck I want. Money's not an option. It's great. Um, so on September 19th, 1991, Helmut, Helmut, <laughs> we're starting off great, Helmut and Eric and Erica Simon were hiking in the Alps just off the Austrian and Italian border. Um, so they were on vacation just doing like touristy things, but they're like known hikers, that's what mm-hmm. they do for a living. Um, and they went off the path of the hike and ended up stumbling upon a frozen dead body. Ooh. So this body was like frozen into the ice. And they assumed it, like, just recently died. So they thought it was, like, a missing hiker or something. Um, So there was an expedition to recover the body. The day after the tourists found the body, there was an attempt to extract the mummified corpse. So basically the body was, like, face down, but, like, the torso was, like, stuck in the ice. Yeah, so they saw, like... They had to, like, chisel it out. Pretty much. But, like, when you look at the picture, he looks like he's, like, literally, like, laying down like that. And then the rest of him is just chilling. That's, like, one of my biggest fears is stumbling upon a body. I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, this is morbid. Yeah. This is so cool. I feel like I'd freak out. Like, I'm so confident in all of this, like, true crime stuff, but I feel like if I actually saw a body, I'd lose it. (laughs) See, I feel like if I, like, stumbled upon, like, skeletal remains, I'd be okay. Yeah. But if it was, like, an actual, like, fresh body, I'd be like... What the fuck? Or, like, partially decomposed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. Guys, we have, like, a coyote, like, a family of coyotes that, like, live in the ravine behind our house. And they always catch, like, rabbits or, like, squirrels and stuff. So there's always, like, Ew, something hearts. dead around. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then like, Kyla's trying to eat it. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 
just a lot old. There's a lot of dry heaving in this episode. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, hold on, I gotta zoom in my thing because I'm blind and it makes this Mine's better. at 130% if it makes you feel better. I just put mine at 200. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot, I was like trying to read it so hard. I was like, what do I do that makes it so different? And I'm like, right, I'm blind. I need to see it. Um, uh, yeah, so basically the body was face down, but it was stuck in the ice from the torso below, so they couldn't, like, get it out that day because of, like, bad weather. It was, yeah. like, snowy and shit. Who wants to go hiking in the snow? It's weird. I went I, hiking in the snow, but, like, I mean, like <laughs> mountain snow, that's a whole other story. I can't even do, like, real hiking. You can't even walk in snow, no. let alone... We were talking about my hiking ability today. I love to go for, like, I'll call them mini hikes. Like, I go yeah. to, like, hiking areas, but I'm definitely not picking the hardest trail. You're not getting, like, those little sticks and walking and, up like, the And, like, I fall every time. Yeah. <laughs> Camping. Tree roots, mud, you name it. I will find it, and I will fall. Yeah. We took Holly on that big, big hike that we've talked about multiple times. Yeah. And I do you, want to do it again. You fell up the hill and down the hill. Yeah, I'm talented. That's <laughs> <Like, it's> fine. <laughs> um, so, so there ended up being like seven or eight groups of people visiting the site within the first few days, um, and like it was found to try to remove the body, and it was semi removed on September twenty second. Sem- semi removed. Semi removed. So they got like half of it out, pretty much. He, like not, they didn't like take him oh. apart. Yeah, <laughs> I was picturing. No, so they like were able to like dig down most of the way, but like say his like feet were oh, stuck. And they could, yeah, so they just left him. They just left him there. Yeah, oh, um, and then the rest of him like they got the rest of it out the next day. Um, so there was also other objects found with the body. So those were removed too. So they were like like axes like utensils and there's also clothing mm-hmm. um so the body was taken to a nuxbrook in, Aust- in austria and examined by conrad spindler who was an archaeologist so he dated this body to be at least four thousand years old oh, wow yeah so he based this on the axe that was found with the body and then after tissue samples were taken and looked at they believe this man was alive some sometime between 3359 and 3105 BCE, whatever the... F- I know it's, like, before Christ, but I don't know what the fuck What's E means. E? I don't know. I didn't look it up, because that's who I am as a person. <laughs> Someone will tell us, yeah. I'm sure. But it's, like, over 5,000 years ago. Holy... And they thought it was a fresh body. They thought it was a fresh body, like a missing hiker in this body. That's how well-preserved it was. That's crazy. That's nuts, right? So they ended up nicknaming this mummified body Otzi. It's Otzi or Otzi. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, so I apologize. Um, but it was it was found in the Otzi apps. So that's that's just oh, a new it's nickname. Named after, okay. Yeah. Um. So according to the reports, at the time of his death, he was about five foot um two. Uh, he weighed 110 pounds and was around 45 years old, which is he's a jockey. Yeah, basically <laughs> he's a jockey. <laughs> Guys, if he was alive today, that would be his career. Um, In 2009, a CAT scan showed that his stomach had, like, shifted upwards towards his lung. Yeah. Yeah, and also, which is, like, absolutely crazy to me, they found remains of Ibex meat partially digested in his stomach. So it's just, like, a goat type of goat. But it was, like... But it was still there. So well-preserved that it was partially digested in his stomach. Would that be the ice? Yeah, it just, like, helped, like, solidify and, like, keep it all intact. So apparently... This had shown that he had eaten two hours prior to his death. Um, so I believe, like, there was a type of bread and another meat that was also found in his stomach. So they even found pollen in his system, which told scientists that he probably died in the spring or, like, early summer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they also found that Otzi had whipworm, which is an intestinal parasite. Eww. He also had four cracked ribs, which they believe happened after um, the death. They say they think, like, the ice had, like, just crushed his body over oh, time. The so it, like, cracked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was laying face down, as I said, when he died. This is how fucking crazy science is to me. Like, 
Holly, you're gonna like shit your pants with this one, literally. <laughs> they confirmed that he was also lactose intolerant. Stop it. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> Science rules, guys. And the funniest part is, is like when he was alive, like that wasn't even a thing. You know what I mean? No. Like he wouldn't know. He probably just shit himself all the, the time. time. <laughs> he was just like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> In that exact tone. Me. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's just like nuts to me that he's so well preserved. They found food in his system. They yeah. found pollen on his body. There's cases from, like, the 70s and 80s where, like, the autopsies don't turn out that well. You they're know really, what I mean? Yeah, like, they're like, we don't even know who this person yeah. is. Um, so this is really cool, too. He also had 61 tattoos. What? Yeah, most were just, like, the little lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some, like, around the actual, like, wrist or something. They are probably, like, the tapped in. Like, yeah. The, yeah, that's they were, so cool. So they were created from pigment from a fireplace with, like, ash or, like, yeah. soot, which is, like, cool as hell. Um, he was also found with a copper axe, 14 arrows, and some tools, which were, like, kind of identified because they, they assume they're tools, but they don't know what they're yeah. used for. Um, so it was assumed that he died because of the elements, but people believe he was actually murdered. Um, so the South Tyrol Museum of Archaeology in Italy had found evidence to support the theory that he was murdered. So in 2001, an x-ray of the body showed that there was an arrowhead in his left shoulder and then a two centimeter entry wound in his back. So the arrow was showed to have severed the subcalavan or calavan artery, which basically means he bled out in a matter of minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's the artery of the thorax, which supplies like the blood to like the head and neck, everything which, upwards. That would help the the mummification too, right? Like the I would assume yeah. so. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, uh, so he also had a deep cut on his right hand, which he may have actually received a few days prior to his death. Um, which makes more sense to me that he was actually murdered. Yeah. Um, because one, the pollen in his system basically said he died like late spring, early summer. So if it was like the winter elements, he wouldn't have. Yeah, he been wouldn't dead. have frozen that soon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, now with global warming, it might be <laughs> harsh up there, but like maybe it was more harsh back then. Yeah. Who knows? But I mean, like he has an arrow in his fucking artery. I feel like that's, yeah, that's a pretty big indicator that maybe he was murdered. Right. Um, <laughs> So now apparently there is a curse related to Otzi. Um, some believe he was murdered, um, like him being murdered has something to do with it. Kind of like he's seeking revenge. Yeah. So when they found him, he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he woke his ass up like the mummy. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this curse basically um, has basically killed the people that have been like in close contact with his body. Uh, so Dr. Rainer Hen, he was a forensic expert, was one of the people who was on the mountain trying to get his um, the body out of like the ice tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, once they got him out, Rainer was the one who placed Otzi's body into the body bag. Also, by the way, guys, you can buy body bags on Amazon, <laughs> which is like fuck me Why up. Why were you so looking weird. that up again? Stuart, oh, the camp thing. Yeah, right, Stuart, right. Stuart was watching this guy on YouTube. Um, I don't want to get sued for saying the name. So he's watching this camping guy on YouTube, and the guy was like, I bought a body bag off Amazon. I'm like, you can't do that. So I, I actually looked it up. <laughs> you Stuart, can, and Stuart, they're cheap. <laughs> yeah, and Stuart's like, don't look that up. You're going to get in shit. And I was like... Dude, the stuff we Google. Like, what? I realize, like, sometimes I do my research on my work laptop, and I'm like, ooh, I should maybe not. That's like, that. Imagine you, like, quit, and then like, go through your history and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Twisted child murder. <laughs> like, what? We have a serial killer in our hands. <laughs> she worked with paper all her life. Um, so, yeah, the fun fact, if you want to order a body bag, it's on Amazon. Do it. Yeah. Uh, so, in 1992, Rainer was traveling to a convention where he would be speaking about Otzi. On the way there, he was involved in a car accident where he was killed. He was 64 years old. He was the first potential victim to fall to this curse. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened 
almost just a year after the body was found. Um, so Kurt Fritz, who was an Alpine guide, so he was the one who organized all the transportation of the bodies, remains from the mountain. In 1993, he was on an expedition with other people when an avalanche hit the group. Kurt was the only person to die in that avalanche. Oh, wow. Everyone else was saved. Yeah. I also want to note that he died in an area he knew well, and he was also an experienced guide hiker. So the fact that that weird. took him out, yeah, he was 52. So the couple who found Otzi, Helma and Erica Simon, so they were compensated for finding him and they were somewhat involved afterwards. Um, in 2004, Helmut was hiking in the Alps again and he just disappeared. Eight days after his disappearance, rescue workers found the body of him. Wow. Um, due to snowy conditions, they believe he fell between 100 to 300 feet to his death. He was only 67. That's crazy. Isn't it? Like all of these deaths... It's like they could happen because of what these people are doing, like yeah. hiking and whatnot, but it's just like all of mm. them. <laughs> it's just really weird that it's like a coincidence that all of these people are having tragic deaths yeah. so far. Which yeah. is like it's like we did a we did another one. Was it a mummy? Thing? Yeah, the, yeah. The King Tut's curse. The King Tut, yeah. It's, it sounds like that. Yeah. We love a good curse. We do. <laughs> um so Conrad Spindler. Uh, he was the professor of the er- of um, early history at Innsbruck University. Um, he was, again, the leading expert on Otzi, and he was the lead investigator, whatever you want to call it. Like, he did all the shit. Uh, <laughs> all the history he shit. He did the things. He did the things. Um, at this point, there was a curse mentioned in media. Um, like, it, people kind of, like, caught on. or like, all these people are dying yeah. because of this curse. And, uh... He didn't believe it. He said it's not a thing. And he's quoted saying, I think it's a load of rubbish. It's all a media hype. Next thing you know, um, you will be saying is I will be next. He spoke way too <laughs> fucking soon. Yeah. yeah. In 2005, Conrad passed away from complications of MS at 55 years old. He was the next person to die um, that passed away from like a direct link to him. Mm-hmm. So he's the next one, which is weird because like, I think it was like only about a year or not even a year after that. Um, that interview. That he died? And then he was the next one to die. Isn't that fucking creepy? He should have just kept his mouth shut. Right? OC <laughs> probably was her later interview. He was like, hold my beer. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> um, so Rainer Holes, he filmed the recovery of Otsu's body from the mountain, and he was the only one allowed to. Uh, he ended up making a documentary with the footage as well. After finishing the documentary, he passed away from a brain tumor at 47. Wow. Yeah. Tom. Oh, that's young. Yeah, very young. That's sad. Uh, Tom Loy was one of the researchers involved in looking at Otzi's clothing and the history behind it. So Tom's findings basically said that he, this body died in a violent, um, a violent way. So there was multiple types of blood, I believe up to four people's types of blood. Oh, wow. Yeah, on the clothing and the tools that were found. Um, and he was the one, um, discovered, like, the human blood on the clothing. And his findings ended up proving that Otzi didn't die alone, um, from, like, well, didn't die, like, from the elements, or, like, a hunting accident. Some yeah. people were like, oh, maybe it was a hunting accident. Um, but he was involved, like, with an altercation. Um, so, Tom was diagnosed with a blood disease shortly after studying Otzi and ended up um, it ended up killing him at 63 years old. It's so, so weird. So fucking weird. Um, so, Tom Loy was the last one so far. So, as of today, there's been seven deaths linked with the discovery Otzi. Uh, people say hundreds of people have been around the body and worked with him. So, it's like... People are like, oh, so many people have worked directly with this body. There should be more deaths. Yeah. So it's, like, not a curse. But, like, in my opinion, curses aren't, like, gonna, like, happen in a mass casualty. Yeah. They're gonna, like, nitpick and, the, like... The, the ones that they want kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because if it's, like, a curse, like, it's not gonna be, like... 
Which is weird, because, like, I feel like I wouldn't pick the guy that determined that I was murdered. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, you cracked my case. I'll let you live. That, right? That's my view. <laughs> right? There was one guy, so there was, like, number seven that I didn't really mention. Um, he wasn't involved, like, with Otzi, like, directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was involved with finding the body of Helmut. So the guy that oh, found him. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, um, so he's the one who ended up finding the body, and he was going to the funeral, and he died on the way to the funeral. Like before the funeral, he had a heart attack. He oh my was, god! Yeah, I think he was like forty. I had it here. He's forty-five years old when he died, and that's young for a heart yeah. attack. And it was like right before the funeral too. That's so weird. Yeah, isn't that creepy? I feel like coincidence only goes so far. You right? know, like. I think there's a curse. I think so. I think it's like... Uh, we always err on the side of spooky. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could give us cold hard facts. It'll be like, mm, no. Right? <laughs> and maybe these people said something around the body that made, like, the curse That's linked true. to them. Yeah. You know? Like, like I don't want to say... <laughs> they had dis- an attitude problem or something. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. say, like, disrespectful, but, like... Yeah, no, it could be. Because, well, the fact that it's picked, you know, seven of... Yeah. However many people, like, maybe they said something it didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. And then Altie's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. Yeah. You all gonna die. <laughs> and then he didn't want to be like, Otsu was like, well, I can't keep killing these people in, like, horrific ways, like an avalanche and, like, a car accident. Let's, let's just get less suspicious. Yeah, yeah. let's give this guy a brain tumor. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. But, like, you never know. But, yeah, that's the curse of the Iceman. That's crazy. I love curses. Uh, I loved that King Tut one. That was, like, one of my favorite ones yeah. we did, I think, so far. But, you know, I totally believe in curses. And they're, it's too... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Coincidental? Like yeah. It just, it's too fishy. I don't yeah. like it. It's too fishy. We don't like don't that. Don't hurt us, Otzi. Yeah, please don't. We love you. Especially for mispronouncing your name. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, people pronounce Otzi and then Otzi, but there's, like, you have to, like, an accent. Like, mm. there's a undertone there, and I'm, like... I'm not gonna. Do I'm not that. faking an accent. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I did that. Um, the episode I did with Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna start by saying I'm pretty sure Tim speaks Spanish, and uh, the place I did was it had a Spanish name, and I for whatever reason just decided to go for it. Yeah, you like this? <laughs> I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> did he make fun of you? He did. Okay. He, he was just like, no, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he listened to our episodes, how disappointed he would be with us. I mean, he still invited me on, so... I mean, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> Valid point. Uh, and sometimes I wonder, like, why people listen to us, but, like, you guys really like us, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> We're not doing it in a mean way. I'm just stupid. <laughs> and I can't speak. Um, so that's murder? Murder time? Mm-hmm. Murder? Um, so I love this episode because it's, like, the thing we always joke about doing, but don't actually go through with. Oh. Um, this lady went through with it. Oh, oh, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Today I'm covering the case of Stacy Castor. Um, so K- Stacy Castor was born Stacy Daniels on July 12th, 1967. I literally wrote July 24th, but for some reason said 12th for no reason. She was born July 24th, 1967. I was like, they don't even like match up. I know. I and there's not even like a 12 anywhere else in my thing. Anyways, uh, July 24th, 1967 in New York. Um, there's not much reported on her upbringing, but at the ripe old age of 17, she met the love of her life. I'm sure she did. Michael Wallace. Didn't we all, right? right. I mean, I can You technically did. Yeah, I've been with Stuart since I was 16, so. <laughs> you technically Excuse did Excuse me while I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Um, so she met and married Michael Wallace in 1988. Uh, that same year, the couple welcomed their first daughter, Ashley. In 1991, their daughter, Bree, joined the family. 
Uh, the couple held stable jobs, but still struggled financially, which I fucking feel I feel that. Yeah. Um, and this led to some friction in the relationship. On top of that, they sort of, like, picked daughters to favor in this, like, weird attempt at being spiteful with each other. So, That's according annoying. to Stacy, she didn't like how close Michael was with their daughter, Brie. So, she retaliated by, like, spoiling Ashley and, like, always taking her out alone. You're right, because like, that's Brie's fault. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely excellent, mature parenting. You're right. Um, and this caused, like, a wedge in the family, and there was just, like, a whole bunch of arguing. It was not going great. Um, and it was alleged that they were both having affairs towards the end of the relationship. Um, in 1999, Michael started getting strange bouts of illness. He was unbalanced. Uh, like he was having a hard time, like walking, almost like vertigo, I guess. Okay. Uh, he had a cough and he appeared bloated and swollen. That Me doesn't sound, right now. I was like, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> um, he, oh, I went too he far. had lack, he was lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. We're done. It's terrible. Uh, that's like, going to be the name of this episode, Lactose Intolerance. Oh um, yeah, guys, we're going to change the names. <laughs> we're not going to like give you like a direct of what the fuck this episode is. It's just going to be Lactose Intolerance. We should. You figure it out yourself. We should do that for our episodes going forward. Like, pick a funny thing that we say, yeah. and that's the name of the episode. See, like, I'm... <laughs> we would never attract new listeners, because we're like, I don't want to listen to a podcast about Lactose Intolerance. Right? <laughs> but also, like, I'm not... I'm witty, but I'm not that witty. I know. It takes a lot of effort to think of those things. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, we'll stick to what we're doing. Maybe, maybe br- just this one <laughs> in the description welcome to the lactose intolerance episode <laughs> exactly be close to a bathroom <laughs> you know yours is really close well yeah. planned um so his family say this strange illness carried through the christmas season and they begged him to seek medical care when they saw his deteriorated state unfortunately michael passed away in early 2000 before he could get in with a doctor oh, doctors told stacy that michael had died of a heart attack uh, Michael's family had a hard time coming to terms with that, and they wanted answers about his strange illness. His sister requested a copy of the autopsy, but Stacy refused to give it to her. After his death, Stacy collected $55,000 in life insurance, which is so funny, because in, like, today's day and age, like, it's not that it's not a lot of money, but you can't do a whole lot with $55,000. No. Like, back in the day, that was like, I'm set. Yeah. And I was just like, that's nice. Like, <laughs> you know? and especially if it's, like... If you're with your spouse and you're, it's like a 50-50 relationship in terms of like money, Mm -hmm. that's not even someone's salary. Yeah. So you're good for like a year. If that, what are you going to do for the rest of your fucking (laughs) life? Remarry. Well, funny you said that. In 2003, (laughs) Stacey met and married David Castor, taking his last name. Uh, The couple had a rocky relationship and it wasn't unusual for their arguments to become dramatic. Um, neighbors hollied a lot and would, like, listen in on their arguments all the time. Oh my god, it's like a couple down our street. Like, people, like, there's cops are always there. There's a nuisance. Yeah. It's the the family that their dog attacked my dog. Oh. That family. Is it a little white dog? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, it's, the like, kid really... walking f- it. Yeah. yeah, the kid can't control it. Yeah. it's just so I literally insane. thought to myself, like, that kid should not be walking that dog. No. <laughs> their, their parents are a joke. Um, so... Each, uh, Stacy and David each had children from previous marriages. Uh, Dave, David had a grown son named David Jr. And she had her daughters. Um, Ashley and Brie had a hard time adjusting to the new marriage and often accused their mother of just trying to replace their dad with a rich dude. Uh, they're kind of right. David was the owner of an air conditioning installation and repair company. And Stacy was hired on as his office manager. So it was kind oh, of, yeah. I yeah. see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, kind of smart, I would totally marry someone who owned an air conditioning business, so I could never live without 
air conditioning ever again. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, when I bought this house, the one thing was, like, it needs air conditioning because I grew up without an air conditioner. Yeah. Guys, that's life-changing. No, that's literally... When we go, when we reach the point where we get to speak to a real estate agent and they're like, they usually ask for your list of wants. It's yeah. literally mine just going to be air conditioning. That's it. I don't care any bedrooms. I don't care any bathrooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning, two bathrooms. Yeah. That's what I need. We, we, when we, this total, we're not off topic. It is off topic. When we went to see our realtor. We asked, she's like, I want a list of everything that you could possibly want in the house. So we did that. And then we gave her her budget. And she's like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Deb, don't do this to me. <laughs> and she's like, this ain't, this, this list ain't happening, sweetheart. We need to trim this back a little bit. Yeah, you get air conditioning. That's, that's it. The, and that's do you know it. what? That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got all, pretty much all we wanted with this house because we got lucky, but like, we were at air conditioning and that was yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sold at air conditioning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a rocky start. Um, and in an interview from 2009, Stacy says, quote, David was difficult with the kids. He expected them to do everything that he said without question. And being my children, they question everything. So to me, it sounds like a power struggle where Mm -hmm. he's like, go do the dishes. And they're like, you're not my dad. Uh, (laughs) One of those kind of things. (laughs) Do your laundry. You ain't my daddy. You're not my dad. Oh my God. (laughs) So the couple allegedly had a really bad fight on the night of August 21st, 2005. Stacy claimed that David locked himself in the bedroom and refused to communicate with her. Me. Um, (laughs) She claimed that he'd used this tactic before, so she didn't think it was strange when she woke up the next morning and he was still hiding in the bedroom. Uh, She left for work, and after a while she realized he was not coming in after her. Again, they work in the same place. Um... I was I was high when I wrote this. I wrote, side note, imagine working with your significant other and having an argument and then having to be around each other in the workplace. No. Like, especially if you, like, work closely together, like, yeah. in a meeting. And they're like, I have this idea. Well, that idea is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it always makes me wonder. I'm like, every time I fight with Stuart, I, like, tell Holly about it. And I'm like, she has to work with him. I'm like, hmm. Um, we never bring it up. There's, like, a very firm line with our conversations. But, like, sometimes I'll make jokes. Yeah. Yeah, just to, just to piss him off, and I love you for it. Like the other day when he was saying he slept really well, and I was yeah. like, I heard. Yeah. You got great sleep, huh? Uh, but there's a very firm line. I think we're all adults here. Um, Not me. Not like, me. barely, but, like, we're adults. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Stacy became worried and started calling and texting David, but he didn't answer. Now, in a full panic, she dialed 911 and sent police for a welfare check telling them that her husband suffers her from house. depression okay. uh, and she was worried for his well-being. I said yes. I just realized I nodded and nobody else can see it but you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So Sergeant Robert Willoughby of the Onondaga County Sheriff's Department arrived at their house and could not get a response from David. With Stacy's permission, he kicked in the door of the bedroom and found David lying on the bed, very obviously dead. Um, he was stretched out across the bed, surrounded by a large amount of vomit on both the bed and the floor. Uh, when Sergeant Willoughby told Stacy the news, he remembers her screaming, quote, he's not dead. He's not dead. In disbelief. Um, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Um, so investigators found two glasses on the nightstand next to the bed. One had what was later identified as antifreeze, and under the bed they found an open bottle of antifreeze. Uh, when they searched... That's a terrible way to go. Yeah. Not my favorite. Um, when they searched the kitchen, they found, like, a, a turkey baster that, quote, smelled of alcohol in the garbage can, and they thought something was kind of weird about that. Like, for some reason, that stood out, and they took it in. They later found, like, his DNA on the the drippy end. <laughs> the drippy end. Not the squeezy end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you 
call it. Neither do I, but the drippy end is perfect. <laughs> you, you knew what I was talking about. Um, according to his will, everything was left to Stacy and her two daughters and nothing to his son, his biological son, only his wife and stepkids. When um, was the will changed? That is my question. Yeah. 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 Um, so David's death was officially ruled a suicide, but his family would not take that as an answer. Uh, they, ra- they rallied together with his ex-wife, Janice Farmer, to keep uh, the case open. Like they, mm-hmm. they fought really hard to keep it open. They all claimed that he did not suffer from depression. He had no previous like uh, signs of mental illness struggles or anything like that. So they knew it was fishy. Um, in 2005, Detective Dominic Spinelli hesitantly... Spinelli! <laughs> I knew you would like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, hesitantly opened an investigation that ended up spanning over two years. Um, so three months after David's death, Detective Spinelli reached out to Cayuga County Police, uh, to... <laughs> Kyle, are you struggling? You good? <laughs> you good there, Chunky? You good? Um... Cayuga County Police Department uh, to see what he could learn about the death of Michael Wallace. He believed that there were certain certain similarities in the two husbands' deaths. Uh, Police suspected that both of Stacy's I'm tongue-tied right now. Uh, Police suspected that probably (laughs) that both of Stacey Castor's husbands were poisoned with antifreeze, which is easy to trace because it leads to the formation of crystals in the victim's organs. Uh, Like, even, like, post-death, like, buried, the crystals would still be there. Yeah. Um, so investigators decided to exhume the body of Michael Wallace and examine to see if his organs contained said crystals. On September 5th, 2007, the body is exhumed, and a coroner makes his report. The medical examiner tells the Onondaga County Sheriff's Office that Michael was, quote, loaded with crystals. Loaded. Loaded. And both of them somehow were too depressed and killed. Yeah. Okay. And this is, I believe, eight years after he's dead. Oh. Um, so investigators pretty much knew what happened, but they didn't have quite enough to, like, point Stacy out as a suspect. Like, they knew, but... Yeah. Um, so they set up a camera at Stacy's home and one at the graveyard where her, both of her husbands were buried. Um, oh, they were so, buried in the same... Oh. Yeah, so for some reason they were buried beside each other. What? And I tried to find out why. I don't know if that was, like, a police thing, so they were... Because, like, the case was still open, so yeah. I don't know if that was, like... They no. were, I don't know what the story was. No. But um, David's son did eventually move him into, like... That's good. ...a different cemetery altogether. But, yeah, they were buried beside each other for a little while. That's really, like, fucked up for her to do. Yeah, it was really weird. I couldn't find out the reasoning other than just pure fuckery. Um, so authorities also wiretapped her phone. Uh, they got a recording of her telling someone she visited the cemetery after Michael had been exhumed, which investigators thought was odd. Like, she hadn't really visited before, but they took the body out and she went there. Yeah. Um, so on September 7th, they brought Stacy in for questioning. Detective Spinelli asked a series of questions that kind of, like, allowed Stacy to walk into a trap. Uh, he was asking about the events that took place on the night of the argument, and the, de- the detective goes... Quote, I asked Stacy, do you remember which glass uh, it was that you poured the cranberry juice in? And she looked at it and, and said, well, when I poured the antifree, I, uh, and then she stopped and she's like, I mean, the cranberry juice. So Detective Spinelli <sighs> caught the slip and pressed Stacy on it, but she accused him of trying to frame her and refused any further questioning. It technically wasn't a confession at yeah. the time because she was like, oh, you just made me think antifreeze. 
Ah, uh, um, no, sweetheart. So on September 12th, 2007, Stacy's daughter, Ashley, the one that she favored, uh, learned the real cause of her father's death. And she was, like, obviously very distraught over it. Yeah. So um, she was in the room when he died, and she always kind of blamed herself for not doing more to save him, even though she was only That's 11. really heartbreaking. Um, she, yeah, apparently she, like, really struggled with his yeah. death. Um, so she called her mom freaking out over the news, and Stacy invited her over for some drinks. Oh, God. Don't take a drink from her. So, when she arrived at the house, Stacy had some cocktails made, and the two drank their pain away. Um, Ashley felt the effects... Ashley felt the effects a little harder than she expected, so she told her mother that she needed to lay down. She passed out for the whole night and uh, woke up and went to class the next day, as us bad bitches do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when she returned to her mom's house later that night, Stacy insisted that they celebrate her 21st birthday a little early and get drunky poo again that night. Um, She's like, I didn't give you enough antifreeze to die. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> so twist Ashley's arm, she was in, and uh, they drank the night away for a second night in a row. The next morning, Ashley's sister Bree found her unconscious on the bed and barely clinging on to life. Uh, she screamed at her mother to call 911, and Stacy gave tons of information to the dispatcher about how Ashley consumed alcohol and allegedly a bunch of different prescription pills. Um, so while on the phone, Bree found a typewritten suicide note allegedly written by Ashley, where she confessed to murdering both her father and her stepfather. Uh, Stacy gives this information to dispatch as well. Uh, the operator noticed this because Stacy was doing a fantastic job explaining the suicide note, the drinking, the drugs. But when she was asked about the condition of Ashley, she was like, I don't know. She's just like lying there. Like she wasn't descriptive about that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, eh, I did it. So like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, by some miracle, Ashley survived the ordeal. Uh, doctors said if she got there any later, I think they said like 15 minutes later, she might not have made it. Like she was literally minutes away from death. That's terrifying. Um, when she finally awoke, she was surrounded by officers who questioned the note that was found at the scene. Uh, according to a detective Norton, quote, she looked at me really wide eyed and flat out says, quote, I did not try to kill myself, nor did I leave a suicide note. Um, officers kind of pieced together what had happened from that point, and later that same day, Stacy was arrested at the hospital and charged with the murder of David Castor and the attempted murder of Ashley. Um, only the two cases were being presented to the jury, but attorneys were also allowed to present evidence from Michael Wallace's death, but she could not be charged with it. I don't know That's why. Annoying. Just stupid laws, as usual. Um... I don't like that. On February 5th, 2009, Stacy was found guilty of second-degree murder and attempted second-degree murder. Her sentencing took place on March 5th, 2009. Uh, Chief Assistant District Attorney Christine Garvey, that's such a mouthful, <laughs> um, asked the judge to give her the harshest possible punishment for her crimes. Uh, in her closing statements, she spoke of how Stacy quote, partied in the backyard with her friends like nothing was happening as Ashley was comatose in her room. Uh, she goes on and says she is cold, calculating, and without any emotion for what she has done. And the final nail in the coffin, quote, human life is sacred. Stacy Castor places no value on human life, not even her own flesh and blood. To Stacy Castor, human beings are disposable. That's what she ended her, like, little lawyer speech I with. I love that. Um, like, right to, like, the crick in the heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> So Stacy was sentenced to just over 51 years in prison, uh, 25 for David's murder, 25 for the attempted murder, and an additional one to four years for forging David's will and stealing money from his son. 
Um, so she did fake the will. Yeah. Stacy has never admitted to the murder and claimed her innocent until she died in prison in 2016. Uh, she was 48 years old and died of, quote, natural causes, which... Womp womp. What, what is a natural cause of death at 48? I do not know. Um, in an interview with David Muir, um, Ashley Wallace says the following... Quote, I hate my mother for ruining so many people's lives. What gave her the right to play God with people? I never knew what hate was until now. She continues, quote, she was my best friend too. She was. And then she took that all away. I would have done anything for her, but she wanted to kill me instead. Imagine being the that end. selfish that you kill your own children. Literally. And like, them. for what? What did she do? Like, I think it was like... I think she kind of panicked, so when she called her and was like, oh my god, did you hear dad was actually murdered? She was like, oh fuck, she can't know I did it. So instead she's yeah. like, I have to kill her too. And then she was also just questioned by cops, so she's like, I can pin this on her. Yeah, no. And, and not uh, give a shit. They ended up finding the note, like, stored on her laptop kind of thing, so yeah. they, they ended up proving that Stacy wrote that too. Yeah. Uh, but she's a dumbass. She, I mean, the first one she got away with... Uh, and actually, one of the detectives does say if she didn't kill the second husband, she would have gotten away with the first murder. Yeah. Because they didn't even think to look into it because yeah. he, was, he was sick for so long. Which is nuts. Yeah. But and she, was he uh, sick, she got cocky. Was he sick for so long because she was, like, slowly giving yeah. him antifreeze? Yeah. Uh, a lo- and that happens a lot because you need a surprising amount of antifreeze to kill someone. Yeah, it's been, like, it's um, So it's, a lot of times in cases like this, they, like, microdose, because it's either fear of, like, doing too much, or, yeah. like, they don't know what they're doing. So I'm guessing she did a little bit every day. And trying to mask it. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, oh, maybe he'll just get sick and die. And, yeah, no. Um, and then with, uh, with her daughter, Ashley, um, she did put pills in her drink. So that's why she was saying she was taking prescription pills, is because she crushed them up and put them in her drink. Oh. So she was, like, on the phone with the operator being like, I saw her take a bunch of pills. Meanwhile, she drugged her daughter. <laughs> That's so... F- I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, so, like, we always joke about, when, you know, giving our husbands antifreeze, but... Yeah. We wouldn't do that. We would not... No. No. This was a, this was a stupid That's idea That's really her. fucked up. Yeah. I'm really glad she got caught, and I'm really glad she's dead. She's... Yeah. And I hope it was a miserable death. I couldn't yeah. find exactly what it was. It I hope it was antifreeze. Causes. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. Yeah. Like, her daughter, like, is sending her stuff. Like, here's a cooking <laughs> antifreeze, like, every Or she, like, year. pays off the kitchen staff in the, the prison yeah. to, like, drop antifreeze. a little bit in every day. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope Karma got her, because that's just awful. Like, that's... Yeah. Two husbands and a daughter. Clearly, like, I no. Like one husband is a pretty bad yeah. murder rap, but then, yeah, she's an asshole. She clearly has no emotional attachment to anything. Well, yeah, it's exactly what the uh, the mouthful district attorney... Yeah. <laughs> exactly what she said. She has no human connection. If you can no. kill your own kid, or at least try to kill your own kid, there's no human connection no, there. No, there's none. And like, it can't be postpartum, because her kid was like 21. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Can't blame it on that. <laughs> You're just a fucked up human being. But yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do one of those stereotypical cases, so... We love that a good stereotypical that. case. Yeah, we yeah. do. And that's it. That's it. We're gonna go make some gingerbread houses now. Yeah. yeah. If you want to come talk about lactose intolerance with us, <laughs> we have Instagram. It's a Spooky Hour Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Spooky Hour, and you can email us, the Spooky Hour Podcast 666 at com. We did get a few stories. I haven't replied to you guys. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. We I did love get you. them, though, and we appreciate them. Yes. And please send more in, because we would like to do a spooky tale soon. Yeah. Send us all your spooky stories. If you've seen an alien, if you've seen a, I don't know, a frozen dead person. Yeah. Just let if us know. If you're cursed. If you're cursed. If you placed a curse on somebody. <laughs> just don't place a curse on us. Yeah. Just teach me your ways. Yeah. <laughs> please and thank you. 
I love that. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah, and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.